Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Performance Zone. I'm your host, Coach Clay Banks, and we welcome you to the platform where we bring you different industry professionals to enlighten you on your journey through the entertainment industry, whatever that might be. We'll deal with various uh, guests from filmmakers to writers, producers, directors, casting people, and interesting people that come in in categories of their own, and it's all about helping you to understand more about how this industry works. And we have a special episode today because we are in monologue season here at ClayBankStudio.com. This broadcast is actually being brought to you by LA's One Minute Monologue Microfilm Festival and Contest. We're in year 13 right now, where people get to put up a 30 to 60 second monologue in a mini film and have it showcased in front of a panel of industry professionals that hire people. Wow, what a cool concept, right? And so the episode that I'm bringing to you this week is going to be with last year's monologue contest winner, and I have with me Mr. Winter Andrews. Hello, hello. Winter, Mr. how are you? I am fabulous. How are you, Coach Great. It's Clay? great to have you in the studio. It's great to be in the studio. Look Being at us. Being interviewed. Yeah, yeah, that's fun. I got a monologue now for like 40 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're normally doing work, and we normally have halo lights on as well, so I think those weren't thrown on. We're going to get those. We gotta, we've got our holiday crew in here. Got to get my backlight. Got to have yeah. that like we got angelic our, glow. We got our holiday crew, which we're happy that they're here. Thank you guys for Thanks, being guys. here. Tis the season to assist. Mm -hmm. uh, so mm -hmm. there we have illumination. Let there be light. Ah. But uh, yeah, so um, uh, for people that don't know much about you, mm -hmm. uh, uh, we'll just go back to a brief history and then we'll get into uh, the, the acting dynamics because primarily you're a guest as an actor. Yeah. Which is which is very cool. Normally, we'll we'll have people that are helping actors, but now we've got an actor. But you deserve to be here because of the performance that you delivered last year. Well, thank you very much. So let's just back it up a little bit. I I just want to share a story real quick on how Andrew and I actually met. Hmm. Uh, I was asked to go it's to my a birth name, Andrew. Oh yes, <laughs> uh, Winter Andrew. So I might be slipping into the Andrew. That's fine. Thing because for the call me Jeff. It's I'd cool. say most of the time <laughs> that I've known you, you've been Andrew. It's true. Uh, just, or Andrews. And then I got it covered right there. But um, actually, it was in a play. Mm -hmm. I was uh, asked to uh, actually a musicale. It was a musicale. Yeah, I was asked to come in and and support another. Uh, actually, Jack and a coach in the studio. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm watching the performance, and I'm noticing your work, and I'm going, "Wow, that guy's that guy's got something. He's really good." And then you wind up being the lead of the play, <laughs> which was cool. And then at the end, we met each other, started talking. And then you said that you were interested in uh, talking to me about coaching, and I was like, cool, and then it went from there. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Um, so I did this show called Spring Awakening. It's a musical. It's kind of a weird musical in that it's like, it's more like a play with a rock concert kind of embedded in it where it breaks from the reality. It's it's very exciting. But so as a result, the play itself, the, the dialogue is like super actor-driven. A lot of musicals are a little fluffy, Whereas that one was about like deep text. It was actually a fun chance to you know, flex some acting chops, show off in front of <laughs> my, my future mentor. Um, yeah, so we did that. And right at that same time, I was kind of just getting settled in Los Angeles. And I was looking for someone who I could work with to develop my skills, refine my... T I knew I had a lot to offer, but I knew I had a lot of refinement yet to be done and still do. And yeah, right then Clay popped in my life and we talked and like two weeks later, I think I was doing some agent showcase or something. And I was like, I need coaching. I want to work with someone. And he was there. And then we fell in love. We've been together ever since. Yeah, <laughs> we have pictures. We might That's pop true. them in. Those, that you did that, that trans or that, what was it? Cross guy. Who oh was that guy? yeah. Remember yeah, yeah. That? I came did. In, he walked in, he comes in for a private <laughs> and it looks like his sister. Yeah, I, I had a it's commercial, funny enough. It was like a, a YouTube blogger person. It was it was a real big deal commercial, but it was a person who does like beauty products, beauty lines, and so they're an influencer and they are you know, they they identify as trans and they do um I think actually I don't know if they identify as trans, but in any case I had to come in full makeup and attire and regalia and whatnot and so the coach was well, like most likely put what? that put that put those pictures up. There. Fabulous. That'll, yeah, you get to see all be, sides. That'll be of fun. Me. So if you're watching live, 
Uh, you're not seeing them right now, but uh, we put all of these episodes on our website, uh, claybankstudio.com, uh, PZTV. Click it, and you can, see, you can go through the library of most of our episodes. We've done uh, over 150 episodes, but we only have the new uh, 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 version 2 uh, building from this year forward. <laughs> so that'll be on there, and we'll probably put some more fun stuff on there as well. So go ahead and look at that on the website when um, after we uh, upload all this. But we're live now, and we're here now, we're talking about this. The next thing are. that happened is you were up for the lead of Evan Hansen in the, uh, <laughs> the Broadway show. Uh, yeah, of the same Dear, name. Dear, Evan <laughs> yeah, Hansen. Dear Evan Hansen. That yeah, yeah. was a run. That was insane. It was kind of funny. It actually came up. Um, so I moved to Los Angeles. I went to school for musical theater, but I moved to Los Angeles to pursue TV, film, and music a little separately. And so I've been trying to, frankly, avoid most musicals just while I kind of land, get settled here. But I did this, this cabaret, and there was a casting director there who said, listen, you need to audition for Evan Hansen. They're coming in like two weeks from today. Just go in, sing your song, let them see you. I was like, Ah, I'm really honored, but I don't know if I want to do that. Like, it's just because I'm trying to mm -hmm. trying to get settled yeah, here. Yeah, I, I just came from that. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, um, that was my world for the last five years. And anyway, so I wasn't gonna do it. And then two weeks go by, and it's like I think it's a Friday night, and I'm like, I feel like there was something I was maybe gonna do tomorrow. I don't know what it was. Okay. Oh well. So <laughs> I go to bed. I wake up at like I want to say it was like. 1020 or something like that and I have a message from a manager who I'd who'd been kind of considering me and they said by the way there's this Evan Hansen call today you really should go here's the address bring your book if you get here by this time they'll see you and I was like well that's two people telling me I should do mm -hmm. this who really don't need to be saying this and I look at my clock and again it's like 1020 and basically they said like get there by like 1045 and I was like oh well that's probably not happening I just look at my map to see how far away it is and I'm like it's like five minutes away. I was like, but I really can't sing in the morning. So I go downstairs and I try my song out. It actually works great. I'm like, okay, I have no <laughs> excuse. <laughs> so I go, but it's actually, it was one of those very empowering things. Cause it was like, I had no, I had nothing to lose. I felt like I wasn't out there. I wasn't like, oh it's my only God, one of those, the, the most powerful Broadway <laughs> show performance roles. I, I love the show. I think it's, it's one of the most iconic it's roles. So of demanding. Time. Yeah. And it's, it's, Thrilling, but I also I also know for myself it's not a place where my voice sits naturally or easily. I can do it because I've worked very hard at it, but it's just not where my voice lives. So I was like, oh, I'm probably not going to get that anyway. I, and I, long story short, I did not, but it's it went very well. Um, but anyway, I was like, you know what? It's it's cast by these people who are the biggest office in New York, and they have an office here now. And I'm like, maybe I'll just get in front of them and they'll meet me and that could lead to something else out here. Anyway, so I just go in with nothing to lose. I'm like, yeah, here's my stuff, and I sing, and then I'm like, okay, well, that was great, I'm not getting called back, and then a week later, I get a call back, and then I go, and I, well, I, I meet with Clay in the meantime, and I'm like, all right, well, I know what's gonna happen. Again, I have nothing to lose, I'm just, but let's prepare for it as oh best boy, we can. Oh boy, we prepare. I'll tell you what, of, of all the privates uh, I've done throughout my life, I don't know that I was as exhausted as a coach after <laughs> coaching you with Evan Hansen. I mean, I was worn out coaching you, let yeah. alone the work you had to go through. Yeah, it's, uh, as you said, it's a very demanding role, and I, I really, I, I both pity and envy and admire the actors, I guess triple, so I don't know what the word for both substitution there is. Anyway, I admire, pity, and envy the actors who do have to play the role on Broadway or on tour or elsewhere, because it is just... It's just like throwing yourself off an emotional cliff multiple times every night while belting B flats. Yeah, you know, <laughs> most of the audience we have are, are actors. So let's just talk about that just before we move into the one minute stuff. Sure. About demanding role and what that means to be a demanding role. And I, I look at acting often as um, the racing industry in the sense mm -hmm. of when you think about the different kind of for those of you that don't know about race cars, there are all sorts of races and all sorts of vehicles that are that are needed to do these races. So simple, you have the drag, the dragster. Mm -hmm. And the dragster is how much power can you put in a machine on the ground for a quarter of a mile to go as fast as it possibly can without going airborne. Totally. 
and it's just and it's over and that's that sport yeah and then you get something like the indy 500 which is it just goes it goes on and on but when you say demanding in this role like doing broadway or even any any role close to that requires singing mm-hmm. it requires emotionality it requires all the dynamics of the drama the only thing it didn't require was really dance yeah Absolutely, because they're like, well, you're too busy. Like the actor originally played it, Ben Platt, actually had to like go see like chiropractor f- frequently and like Alexander Technique people because he had like permanently damaged his spine. <laughs> like, well, there's no dancing in that. There's no dancing, but just just for everything his, he needed to do to be able his to embodiment of it exactly. And that's where that reminds me of the Le Mans, that race, which mm-hmm. the movie uh, Ford versus F- F- Ferrari depicts really, really well, because that race is 24 hours of just straight power going, 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 going relentlessly. It, it, and that's what I equate, what does it take? So like for an actor to do, you know, for an actor to be a day player or, or mm-hmm. a co-star on a project, okay, you go and you do your job. Then you get a, you, you know, you go in and you get a, a guest star and you, you obviously are required for more. You're going to do a series regular. You're going to lead a movie. You, your chops have to. And then, what is the content of that movie? Right. If it's a walkie-talkie and it's like, can you just keep interest and handle dialogue and be relatable, or is it where you're dealing with action and you're dealing with crazy, emotional, intense situations? Right. Where the different dynamics of the actor have to be built up in order to be able to handle those things. That's true. Some people have that naturally, like or access to those things, but then the ability to sustain that, especially in a big role that's like a lead role, whether it's in a musical, a film, TV show, whatever, we have to be able to sustain that, like you said. I kind of equate that role, that one in particular, to almost being like all of those races you mentioned because it's like you have to go at such a high speed to where you are almost taking off multiple times in the show, but then you have to sustain it for a two and a half hour long show, but then you have to sustain that eight, for eight, eight shows eight, a week. Eight shows a week, right. Exactly. Every yeah. week. So, I mean, the actors who do that and I was having to do this too while I was up for it. And, and I, anyway, long story short, with that previous thing, I went through multiple rounds of callbacks and work sessions. Yeah, you had, we, we got you to four callbacks. On yeah, that. and they said they're going to call me back again. Hasn't happened. I think I went out of town. I don't know if it happened the wrong time or what. But You missed the phone call. I'm, yeah, well, <laughs> I literally. looking for you. <laughs> yeah, they actually, there was a, it's funny. That's a funny thing. <laughs> Just a quick sidebar. I actually, one of the callbacks went to my spam folder. They misspelled my last Whoa. name. Yeah. And right at that same time, while I'm in the midst of this massively demanding thing, I get nose surgery. Not a nose job. I just, like, I literally could oh, not breathe. Right, the deviated septum Yeah, thing basically. Kind of deal, yeah. Um, and so I, I told my doctor, like, hey, by the way, I'm in callbacks for this big thing. And if we have to move it, if I get this callback again, can, are we able to do that? And he's like, yeah, that's no problem. So I'm waiting, I'm waiting, nothing. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess they don't want me this round. That's fine. And cool. Then so I happened. get the surgery the <laughs> yeah. day after. And I'm told I'm not supposed to sing for a month. The day after, I get a call from the casting company. And they said, hi, by the way, did you see our email? I'm like, I certainly did not. <laughs> um, they're like, okay, cool. We want, you to come. <laughs> we want you to come in. I think it was like the next day. So I was like, all right, well. <laughs> and again, this whole, it was, it was kind of a, a great lesson for me throughout this whole process, was just not attaching outcome to things and just going in there, preparing the best you can in the moment, and then it's just like, well, here I am. Here's my stuff, and if you want me, great. If not, no problem. Because in that moment, there is nothing I can do about the fact that I just had no surgery. Like, I can't sleep more. I can't stretch or something. It was like, well, here I am. If I suck, I suck, and thankfully I... They called me back again. I couldn't have sucked that bad. Yeah, you pulled it off. Yeah. So we got you. That was a heck of a run. That was. Um, So... Moving forward, and obviously we've been through a lot of projects since then, mm-hmm. I would like you to share a little bit about your experience with uh, L.A.'s One Minute Monologue Contest. Because you came in, to, you, you got introduced to me and to the studio uh, last year. Mm-hmm. And the contest generally uh, starts around uh, October. This year we moved it mm-hmm. because we want to have it closer to launching people into pilot season. Sure. You know, so we figure people come off the holidays, sometimes they get away from things, and it's like we want to keep you on point with your monologue, getting prepared to shoot your monologues, because the LA's One Minute Monologue Contest, by the way, for those of you watching, if you go to the website, it's the digit, the number one, and then minutemonologue.com, 
everything up there about the contest. It's loaded with content, past winners, and the writers' contest and everything. Sign up, join. There's still time. We're in the contest right now. But the festival is on the 25th. So when people come out of the festival of after January? uh yeah okay, of January I was like, yeah on no, Christmas no 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 day. no yeah 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 <laughs> no that thank you it's the 25th of January so there's still more than a you know there's, there's six there's six 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 seven weeks left um then we have the big uh, celebration and we're showing all of the monologues in front of the panel of industry pros and then there's footage and then there's there's vibe there's buzz and and it's like okay now we get to go into February, March, April of let's get after it. And it used to be pilot season was really for union actors going out for network projects. Right. But now oh, it's, it's anything, anybody, everywhere for all this content that needs to be produced and sold. There's so much content out there, let alone how much, how many pilots are going to be made. It, it's just going to be crazy. So we wanted to build that momentum up this year. But last year, uh, you got introduced to the contest. What was your experience? How did that whole thing come down for you? Well, hey, the experience was awesome, and I highly recommend it for any actors out Why? there. Why? Like you said, I think it's, A, an awesome chance to just get kind of launched and accelerated into something where it's like, okay, I have to be off. I have to hit these turns really fast, and it just it forces you to operate at a higher level. I think for a short amount of time, yeah. which is it's like a really intense workout, you know, where you're like, okay, I'm gonna go for a PR here. I'm gonna, I know, I am massive. You can tell that I work out all the time. <laughs> um, different muscles, yeah, different muscles, exactly. Some emotional muscles. Um, yeah, so I I think it was just an awesome experience to say, okay, here's a thing that I just have to nail, and then on top of that, like going to watch at the actual like expose for at the event where we got to see it you got to see all these other actors work and it was so cool seeing the depth to which people took their work in terms of both the performance but then also the presentation of it like how well produced a lot of things were like a lot of people treated it truly like a micro film totally. like, like it like it was an independent film that was a minute long some people you know th there was like there would be other people in the shots but they're just the only one talking or acting and i think that's awesome if, and that's cool. If you do that well, that's great for your reel, you know? I think So I think it's a good opportunity to challenge yourself, grow, try something on you haven't tried on before. I mean, there's nothing to lose. It's not like it's not like you're going in for some huge role where you're going to be blacklisted <laughs> if, you, if you mess up, you know? It's like you're in front of people, but it's a... And they're professionals, but it's a friendly audience. So go, you know, do it. Try something a, a little bigger. Yeah. I loved it. I, I, I recommended it. It helped give me credibility. The I was very surprised when I won, quite frankly. <laughs> um, I mean, we sh funny enough, I'm talking about people who shot it on like a like a microfilm, and we actually shot ours right in front of this curtain. Yeah, in front of a curtain. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, we are. So ours was mine was like one of the least pretty ones, but uh, I yeah. think the benefit of it was it was a dynamic performance. So yeah, so here's here's the thing. It is a performance-based film festival, but the heart of this is ultimately we we do want writers to get involved. Mm -hmm. We want producers, directors to be involved. Mm -hmm. um, we we want of course the actor to be involved and the editor to be involved. And so, but not everybody is positioned time-wise or they don't have those resources or they just don't have the money in order to do that. So what was really cool about you winning is there's, there's two things here. It is a performance-based film festival and your performance was worthy to win. You did a great job. Thank you. Because we threw you up in front of a camera, in front of this curtain right here, and you just went. <laughs> and, and as a result, you pulled the performance off because you've got chops and you, mm. you did a great job. On the other side, there's actors that didn't win the contest that did wonderful work, mm -hmm. and they do have finished pieces that are actually on their showreels now. Exactly. Because it looks like they are scenes, they're minute scenes, minute and a half scenes from actual films. Right. And while mine is not, because... Yeah. Yeah. But so. there's, there's mm -hmm. two different things. So it really is about... So for those of you watching that are interested in wanting to showcase... You can get after it. And there are people that are really excited. I got people that are spending thousands of dollars to produce a, a minute and a half scene for themselves that's just going to look amazing. Whether they win or not is not the point. They're using this this opportunity because sometimes you got to be you got to have a reason to do something. Yes. And so this is the reason for them to do it. And they're going to do it. And mm -hmm. good luck. And wherever that falls, that falls. Other people are going to come into the studio or they're going to shoot it on their their iPhones or their, their smartphones, whatever. 
and they're going to capture a performance. Right. And any of it goes. It's true. It, what, what, it all works. Whatever it is, just do your best. It doesn't mean it has to be someone else's best. It's really just like, okay, bring your most dynamic self, your most – well, again, there's kind of two ways you can go there. If you can't – Whatever you're going to do, if you're going to go, like, commit, let me just go hardcore in the performance, I don't care about the production value, great, do that. Bring your best, most dynamic work, your best self, and just challenge yourself to do that. If you're going to go, like, I don't really care if I win, I just want to do a great thing, do that, but really commit to it. Whatever it is, is a chance to really commit to something and force yourself to a higher level. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and what was great about, about you winning last year is that it did show that you can just take your performance. You were prepared. Mm -hmm. I mean, you were a training actor. We had been working every week in privates. That's I true. mean, some privates, we would do several privates during the week. You were in class in my, and you were in my master class. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you were primed. I mean, you were trained up. You were dialed in, and you said, look, here, I'm just going to do it, and you did it. And so that was awesome. Then in previous years, we've got winners that did really great production value, mm -hmm. and they won. So it, you really helped to balance things out to show, look, it doesn't really matter. Here I am. I am just, Anakin. Just bring it. <laughs> but for those of you guys that are watching that are thinking of doing this, I will tell you the one thing you, that, that does affect your performance is the audio. You really want to make sure, and we didn't have like dynamic audio, but we did have a designated microphone right. that fed into the solid. camera, and it was solid. It was solid audio. So just get your lighting right, get your audio right, and similar to when you would do a self tape. Okay, when you do a self tape and you're going to send it in, because I've certainly read enough uh, casting notice, uh, you know, from the office. Make okay. sure your self tape is this, 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 because some of you guys are just doing stupid stuff out there, and that's really just hard to watch. So you, you, that will hurt your performance. You know, <laughs> you know, you're wearing a checkerboard shirt in front of a paisley wallpaper with the dog barking on the microphone on the uh, on on the cam uh, on the phone. Greasy bedhead. It, it's like, just it's like, come on, you, know, you got to put a little bit of effort into this stuff. So true. whether you're doing it for a submission for the monologue contest or you're doing it for um, actual um, audition, you know, submission, real submissions. You you, you want to make sure those those things. If those things are in place, you don't need fancy, amazing production value. Yeah. But on that note, I do have to pitch our filmmakers. I believe we have four different production teams, shooter editors that are on our website under shooting your own monologue, produ producing it. I mean, everything's on there. You just got to take time with that with that website, and uh, you can pick from different price ranges, different people and pick a, a production team that you want to work with, interview them, talk to them, and then, uh, you know, get involved. Yeah, absolutely. And also, I do recommend, like, if you have the means, the time, get coaching for your work. Like, Come on. That. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I coach with Clay. Like, we, sh we shot together. I don't I don't think that affected the outcome. I, I was, again, I was very surprised when it, it went well. He was not the only judge. There were, there were multiple judges. Oh, oh. Yeah, Gosh, there were many. No. Um I don't even know so, if I voted that year. I, I don't always vote. I mean, we got we had I think eight industry pros, and then we had sixty five people in the room, and then we had right. people online that were voting. We had we had votes coming in from everywhere. Yep. So recommend it. I just think, especially with like any big audition, or or even if it's not a big audition, but you don't get auditions that often, uh, or something like this, where it's like again, here's a chance to put my best work forward that people actually could see or gonna see. Get some coaching. Do that, you know? Yeah. Just like, even if it's just 30 minutes or an hour, just yeah. like get a little, just that little redirect, that little new direction, mm -hmm. that little way to heighten it, make it more exciting. And just uh, n n a shameless plug, uh, we had a, a monologue intensive. I try to do at least one if two, if, if two before every contest. Uh, this actually passed Monday. Um, and we had a room full of people in here working out their monologue performances. And uh, whew, that was really, really powerful. And it went over so well that we're actually, I just last night decided to do another one. I think oh, it's sweet. the second Monday night in January. So I don't know what that day is off the top of my head. It's just, so what, maybe you guys can look back there and see what that second Monday is. What is the date? No, it's the next one. Thirteenth, yes, I believe it's Monday. Uh, upon <laughs> airing of this video, guys, um, if you're seeing it too late, it's too late. But if you're watching it live, uh, Monday, January thirteenth, at seven p.m., we're doing a four-hour monologue intensive again, and it's it's not priced anywhere even near a private. Of course, you'll be sharing the time with 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 you know. Of, it's a good a chance to see what's people. working and what's not. It's a fantastic monologue. opportunity. Yeah. We'll probably just throw up a few testimonials right now of people that. Uh, so let's cut away to a couple testimonials.
Okay, we're back. <laughs> for the live audience, that was a little weird. <laughs> but for the taped audience, uh, it'll 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 fit in, and we'll 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 put those in there. I hope you enjoyed those. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, the, the the coaching of it. What it, what benefits did you get out of the out of receiving the coaching? Well, the monologue I did was was actually one you said you should do this one, and I was like, I looked at it, and I was like. Yeah, this I pulled kinda, it for you. Yeah, then. I was like, this is kind of crazy, and I love it. And it, I think it benefited from being very dynamic with lots of, again, talking racing, kind of shifts of gear that happen naturally, but both emotionally and in pace, energy, everything. And so I think just it helps having someone who's, like, outside the race looking at the whole track saying, hey, you got a sharp turn ahead. Make sure you're hitting that. Or you're going too fast going into that turn, or you're blah, 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 like – lay off here or really gun it here again i'm that's i'm not just talking pace in this case i'm talking like you actually there's one moment and if you'll see it at the end where it's like i'm doing this like over the top dramatic reenactment of the shakespeare monologue and i think i was doing it like super serious at first like bad but serious like intentionally bad in this case and you're like no 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 go way more over the top with it just like you think you're the greatest actor in the world and you're just selling this thing and it made a big difference. And then we're sitting there in the in the audience in the day of, and people kind of lost their minds at that moment. I was just kind of like, "All right, score one for coach." Mm -hmm. <laughs> I guess the coach knows what he's yeah, talking exactly. about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's do this uh, for the uh, those of you guys watching live. This is going to be weird because we don't have the uh, actual monologue cued. But for those of you guys that are watching at home, we're going to go ahead and roll the clip. And you guys can take a look at Andrew's monologue, uh, Winter's monologue. He was Andrew. Now he's Winter. Now I'm Winter. We'll it's talk my middle about name, that. to be clear. We'll so talk I about totally that. cheat. <laughs> he's moved his middle name to his yeah. And, and so we'll look at Winter's monologue, but it will say Andrew um, <laughs> right now. And uh, so let's go ahead and uh, take a look at that, and we'll pick it back up. All right. Whoa. Wow. Yeah, there it is, right? Oh, my hair's grown a little bit since then. That was crazy. <laughs> You've aged I've just aged. a little. But, uh, okay, so now there's, there's the performance. And, and the thing what I'm doing is, is when you're, you're doing these performances, actors, getting you guys to trust to go further, trust to do more without think that it's, thinking that it's looking bad. And it's really what I've found, and this will be year 13. I mean, I have coached thousands of monologues. Literally thousands yeah. of monologues. <laughs> uh, when actors let loose, then all you have to do is just kind of maybe pull back a little and groom it in. That's where it becomes dynamic and people really enjoy it. Absolutely. But when you get these like grueling, subdued performances that are down in here, and it's just, it's a, the, the audience has nothing. Please, to, please, to hold please on don't to. do something one note. I know it's really fun and exciting, but like it, it will maybe benefit about eight seconds of your reel if you're going to do it for that. Um, but then after that, it's just not showing anyone anything new. A lot of people did that, and it was, it was cool, and there were some cool performances, but so many people, like you said, when they were just here and they're doing the thing, and they're, I murdered them, and they murdered me we murdered each other like it's just like cool like thank you i watched the first 10 seconds of that and i don't need to see anything more now if the actor is doing that and they're there and they're dialed in and the intensity and the intentions there and they're on it and then it like, becomes like, riveting and if there's these like micro beats within that you know it's like if it's that tiny but they're still like it feels like tectonic shifts even if they're happening on a like really micro level that's cool but if you're just do saying the same thing or yelling the whole time like find i would say find explore different colors mm -hmm. get coaching you know yeah yeah and and then it just depends the nature of of how you're approaching it and uh of course i'm an acting coach this is an acting studio and i'm not apologizing for that any actor that's not training is out there just trying to win a slot machine in vegas i mean you're out of your mind because as you move up the the pyramid of just different level work and higher paid level work you got to know your craft mm -hmm. it's just and and it doesn't you just don't know it because you're born cute and you have a charming personality i mean my gosh that lasts a little while you know you might have you might have wonderful motor skills it doesn't make you a surgeon you know it's 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 like you've got to know what you're doing and and then when you do train and you're able to get even directed and you're prepped to be able to bring these amazing performances then you can take some more subtle performances that really are riveting like for example um uh one of my actors 
George Triplett does true, true Romance, and you should look at that on the website because that's kind of a subdued performance that's riveting, and I, I believe he came in in the top five. Uh, it was, it was, you know, and and but it was produced really great, mm -hmm. and it just is this really, really awesome, amazing piece. So it, it's there's all different dynamics to to these performances and what people want to bring, and and there's some just really fun stuff. That, oh that, God! That, 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 <laughs> it's, just look at them. Just go to the page oneminutemonologue.com and look at the past performances, the top twenty-five, the top ten, the top five. And and just hilarious. look at what, what, some what hilarious people do. Ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of just a fun chance to do something bigger. Bigger doesn't necessarily mean over the top. Mine was mine went over the top at times, but there was also again I tried to hit some. But you're 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 an actor playing an actor exactly. doing <laughs> overblown Shakespeare. Yeah, it, so it's appropriate. It's, it, it, it was totally it was true. It was true for for the context. Yeah, right. Uh, but yeah, go watch those. They're really fun. There's what was the one where. The, like I was falling off a roof or something, or like they were doing some work on a roof. I forget. You'll see it. It's like well, in the top ten. And what what happens? I don't remember. It was like there was like a, someone died. There's someone fell off a roof. There's like a handyman. I don't remember. Anyway, go watch the top ten. You'll see it. And you'll <laughs> be like, like, that's not at all what happened, and you're dumb. And I'll probably just be like, yeah, that's yep, correct. It's great <laughs> entertainment. They're, they're only a, they're only a minute, minute and a half yeah. each. So it's like why not? And it's it's a, it's a good out. barometer too. To just go, okay, here's kind of the the level of work that's getting noticed. You're like, oh. Yeah, I can do that. Or maybe it, you might have the moment where you go, oh, shoot, they're operating at a higher level and I need to up my game. And that's a good challenge for you as an actor, whether you're new or whether you're really experienced going into pilot season, whatever. It's just a good chance, like we've been talking about, to, to kind of hit a new speed and new flow. And they're out there getting hits. Yeah. And I've got so many testimonials about just really cool things that have come off of this contest, you know? Like sometimes somebody will win and it's like, okay, you won the contest and you have that... But then somebody else that didn't win, they wound up getting seen. Mm -hmm. Something happened. Uh, they met somebody. Their character was put in a movie. I mean, I've lost track of all the, I mean, the testimonials that, that we've had over the, 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 the dozen years we've already done it. Um, so, look, if, if you don't do it, you're not going to know what would have happened if you had Just done it. Just do it. And it's <laughs> like you get, I mean, I don't know, it's 50 bucks to get in, and you get so much from that. And you get to be seen by so many people, the mm -hmm. people voting on you and the filmmakers. And then it goes out to another panel of like over 100 industry pros, agents and managers and casting directors that we we send the top 10 off to. So even if you get into the top 10, you're getting that exposure. And then the conversation piece. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know how much of that you actually used, that you were the winner of L.A.'s. 12th annual one minute monologue. You know, it actually gave me, it, it helped with credibility. You know, fortunately, Spring Awakening happened right before that, too. So it kind of had this double hit of that going really well. We got s some some exciting Your awards from that. Your reps must have loved you. Yeah, exactly. And so that between that and the monologue competition, I think it was a really nice, like, one two hit for when I was, I was at the time trying to find representation. And they were like, oh, he doesn't have credits at this point, but he's legit. Like, he's a real, he's a real actor. Every time he gets in front of people, it's going great. And like, that was. You know, it's it's one thing to say like, oh, I was nominated for something, but something to say like, oh, I won. You know, I, I won a, a I guess a a, a, a joust between mm -hmm. <laughs> active performance. It's not that it's really, it's not truly a competition. Focus on doing like like with all things acting. Focus on your work. There's you can't affect anything else, and you'd be dumb to try. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it, it helped credibility. It 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 gave me a lot of momentum and confidence. It gave a lot of confidence. Honestly, that helped. I'm not trying to be like, oh. The best thing you get out of this is confidence, but it, but it does. It actually, it again. I, I felt like I had this like rush of momentum behind me going into yeah, you got validation this year, yeah, and it and um, it all. Funny enough, it also empowered me in a way that I I actually like. <laughs> I think I learned that monologue the day before, before we coached. Oh, it. Yeah, everybody wants to hear that. <laughs> um, well, no, but, but I, I spent a lot of time on it that day, like working on it. But it, it was it was empowering for me as an actor, going like, oh, okay. I can, I don't have to sweat over something for a week or two weeks to get into a, a good place with it performance-wise. Like, it, it basically, it showed me how to fall into performance more quickly. That's, you know, that's personal but for me. Honestly, but honestly, Winter, how, how much distance do you really put between you and your craft at any given time? I'm always doing it. You're though. always doing it. Yeah, I'm it. always in it. So you're that, always in it. You're because yeah. when we were leading up to that, we you had just met, so you were you had worked your way up into the master class, not right. even the advanced class. You were in the master class doing some serious, awesome, deep 
work. Thank you. I mean, scenes we were working for an hour, mm -hmm. you know, every week. And then you were doing privates with me all through the week. And then you were auditioning on all this and then picking up the different things you were picking up. And it's like, well, then, of course, here, this is what's next. Oh, exactly. Great. It's like you're, you're already in the flow. To, in the you're going to be able to do it. And then I have some actors that they're still not they don't have a process. Right. They don't have a strong foundation. They're not really sure of themselves. They're not working in a trust and a confidence. And they need like, you know, a month with a piece of material to maybe hopefully get it right. And it's like And that's totally cool. It's and all part that. of it. Exactly. But you've that's a got great, to keep working at it. This is it. a great opportunity for people who are in that more in that side or newer to this or, or don't have a process. This is a great chance to start that, but in a way where Yes, there is an outcome, but there's not necessarily stakes in terms of, oh, I'm going to lose this job. Mm -hmm. It's So it's a great, like we're talking about, it's just a good launching it's pad. It's a win, win, into, win, win. It is win. a win, 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 win. It's a total win, 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 win. Yeah. And then you, the, the actor that scares me the most is the actor that thinks they're trained because they're a confident individual, mm -hmm. but they don't have methodology and they don't have a processes. And they go in, because I see them. I see them on I, I see them on on backstage. I look at their profiles yeah. all the time when we do uh, auditions, or they come in for class to audit the class or whatever. And I look and I go, "You're top heavy, man. Mm -hmm. You your your confidence is here, but your your skill set is here." And then the problem with that, getting that actor to come down, mm -hmm. is is like moving Rushmore. Yeah, I think it's much easier to build confidence oh, up. Than of it course, is to it is. Try to dealing build with a foundation, ego <laughs> and you're dealing with you know, it's it's almost like you know, you're living as if you have a million dollars in the bank and you're going around the world having a great time, only to come home and realize you don't have that money, and now you're you got to save money for groceries. You're, you're like, but you're, I want a Gucci belt. You're way <laughs> upside down because you're not who you think you are, mm -hmm. you know, and and it's really difficult. Uh, when an actor does that, it really hurts me yeah. because, you know, I'm an actor's advocate. I've dedicated my life to just, you know, this craft and helping you guys out. And when I find somebody that just it can't you I can't work with them mm -hmm. because their their pride, ego and all that is in the way. It's just sad because you can't there's nothing you can do. They, they've created a barrier and, and you're just like, well, you know, God bless you. Good luck. Hopefully you figure it out at some point after 10 years of doing this and not getting anywhere. Totally. I completely agree. You know, that's that's I feel like. A lot of my friends, like who are who are younger, or so I, I went to school like for theater for four years. Got a degree in it. I've been like training nonstop the past seven years, and that's not to say like, oh, I'm the best, I'm perfect or something. But I but I do find training is not as popular. I so again for theater, so that meant I was probably going to go to New York was the plan for a long time. And in New York, everyone's like a trained actor. If you're out there being an actor in L.A., a lot of people are kind of winging it. Like people just move here by the busload. There's hundreds of thousands of them who are just like, oh, I'm here, I'm young, I'm hot, I'm pretty. Dreamers. I was, exactly, dreamers. Mm -hmm. And yeah. they, the first question they ask is, how do I get an agent? How do I get auditions? And the first question they ask is not, how do I get good? And I think even Steve Martin said something like that in some series that I probably yeah, saw in a commercial. Uh, if you want to you work in this town, become so stinking good that they can't not hire you. Exactly. And so that's that's been my thing the past years, just been like training constantly, trying to get in that zone. And, and now that that's happening, I'm now I'm finally like really going hard after casting directors and whatnot. And it's going great. You know, mm -hmm. I haven't like had a massive hit yet, but things are in the works that could be. And I'm not going to, fingers crossed, and I'll shut my mouth, but that's happening because I train and, and this is a good chance to go out there and do that to again operate at a higher level and go okay I want to here's what I want to do I want to have this performance that's really good this monologue so let me work on my process let me find some good material for me let me get some coaching let me get in the zone mm -hmm. yeah. well I, just just a, a plug for you uh, often uh, over the past year You've come in with some pretty big roles, you know, series regulars on HBO, you know, whatever it was, Amazon or, or Netflix or any of that. You've come in with these eight pages of dialogue with monologue lines and stuff. And interesting enough, I'll, I've had several times where you've come in and somebody else has come in for the actually same for the same role. It's happened several times with several different actors. Mm -hmm. Um, and I remember this one time, I don't remember the project, but it was the project where you, you were sitting on the back of the chair. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, I don't know, maybe we shouldn't say, yeah, but you yeah. remember the project that it was. Do you remember who it was for? Did what network I that was? I think it was Netflix. Okay. Was Netflix. And I had, I had another young guy, um, who I just, just had picked up and didn't know it, but you, you two both came in right one day after each other for the same role. And, um, I worked with you and, and I worked with him and 
you we did some work and you're like you you wanted to do a second one mm-hmm. i worked with him and he really was having a hard time and he goes listen i need to come back i mean he voluntarily knew he needed to come that's back that's good because he just wasn't there and because i said to him i said look i already am working with a guy who's going to blow you out of the gates and they're going to look at another 300 dudes anyway so you know this ain't going to cut it past what's going on in my studio i don't know how you think you're going to get past that so he says no i need to work on this and he came back and basically what he did is he learned his lines it's so when, simple <laughs> when you came back mm-hmm. you came back as the character you went to a thrift shop you <laughs> dressed for the guy you got it and when 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 he came in he came in is like okay what do we do when you came in you went coach this is the way i'm seeing this guy this is what i'm thinking is, is how how it should happen I, these are my takes on this guy what do you think and then we went to work with that. And as a result, I still think you did a fantastic job on that self-tape. Because, I mean, you were locked and loaded, which got me excited. Right. Because now I'm able to coach at a higher level. And so that preparation and just you're your, your diving into it and wanting to be that good is what's you know, what, what gives you the ability to pick up a monologue the day before or the day of and be able to knock it out of the park. Yeah. No, I thank you. Thank you very much. I I agree. I, I think I think not. I agree. Oh, I think I'm really pretty. But like I, I agree that that having a point of view, I guess, is, is what that is. And, th- and that comes from having worked really hard for the past seven years on things and working lots of hard material and going like finding my way into material, into characters, into roles, into whether it be an audition or some stage play or some indie film. You're exploring parts of yourself or where you can go and where exciting performances lie. And so that way, when I get these opportunities, it's like, oh. I know this guy. This is like this. This is like this thing for me. Or it's just kind of the cousin of that. It's just on this side or that. And yeah, my motivation. So, so A, I think I bring a point of view that comes from having been trained and, and, and having done a lot of work, whether it's all been paid or whatnot. I've just I've been acting a lot. So having a point of view. And then, yeah, I do have very much the drive to go, I want this to be great. Like I, I, want, it, I want this to be operating, like firing at all cylinders. I want to be feeling like I'm flying down that yeah. track. Mm-hmm. And so, and that really comes down, again, training months or years of it, and, and there's many people who are even more experienced than me who can attest that. But then on top of that, it's just your preparation right then, which is just the, like that first guy, had he come in the first time off book, you know, he probably could have gotten a lot further. And then that's so th- if he had come mm-hmm. in off book the first time and gone, okay, I don't really have much here, but at least I'm off book. Then they could have found something mm-hmm. and gone, oh, this is kind of working. Then when he comes back the next time, he's then had a couple of days off where he's working on that character and it's going, oh, I've been playing with this thing we found and it's working a lot better. And I really like it and it's, it's kind of taking me this direction. And then that way he comes in with an even stronger choice the next time and that would have taken him so much further than going the mm-hmm. first time. I don't know what I'm doing. The second time going, I learned the lines. Yeah, <laughs> and, but but uh, just to kind of balance the the playing field a little bit, he is brand new. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's th- and you've had years of some pretty pretty serious training. Yeah, that is, and that is not me me knocking him. That is no, just no, of course yeah, not. No, and, no, no, and, no, no, no. There isn't any of that. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, just for you know, especially you guys that are watching, it's not a comparative you and him thing. It's just what what this industry is right the way the way you approach work i think it is in your benefit to prepare as best you can ahead of time and bring a point of view and then get coaching you know and that's for anything or even if you don't get coaching just be prepared and bring a point of view let, let, let me let do. me address this and 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 you know i'm really looking forward to retiring as mm-hmm. as as a film coach so that i can say this without people thinking i have an agenda because of course oh you're a coach and you make your money as a coach and you have a studio you want people in your studio well yeah i'm looking forward to not having this and still being the same way mm-hmm. because it's my integrity is <laughs> where do you get good at anything without learning how to do it and being coached i still get coached yeah i have coaches you know and and my gosh i'm way down the back nine in an industry professional and that's one of the reasons why but here's here's what i what i really want i, I want to hear you, from your perspective is what happens for you when you, you, you do get coaching. And, and the, the person I'm talking to is the person that goes out there and gets their auditions all the time mm-hmm. and just goes in the room. Yeah. What's the difference between that and actually getting coaching? What is it that you get from it? It's just, I, I feel like a lot of times when you don't get coaching or you don't get outside help or perspective, you're flying blind. 
you may be like, okay, I have, I don't feel like I've crashed. There's been no big collision necessarily, but I'm kind of shooting in the darkness here, and I don't necessarily know where I'm going, or I know I have to get from point A to point B, but I don't. You're missing the scenic route, basically. And then again, you have this guy on the outside who's skilled and goes, "I'm a skilled driver. If you take this left turn here and take this route, you wouldn't have thought of taking, or you're taking a route that is." like too aggressive here or something, slow down, you'll enjoy more of the view, blah, 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 blah. Basically, you just get this outside perspective that you would not have. And then once you've accomplished that coaching, once you're finished, you kind of look behind you and go, oh, there's the track. I see, I see these points I have to hit. And then it doesn't become necessarily like the next time you go and do it. It's not like, oh, let me replicate that performance. But it's like, okay, I now know this road. And so that means if a squirrel runs across it, like like I forget a line or the reader does something weird, I know where I need to go. I know the next thing rather than, because if you don't have that, it's so easy to get derailed. If the reader doesn't do what you expect them to do, they kind of take a different direction, they're not giving enough energy, they're being too slow or too fast, then it's just like, oh God. And then you just, you afterwards, you're like, what the heck just happened? I don't know. Whereas if you have that, like, okay, here's my roadmap, and I know I need to hit these points, and I might hit them a little differently, or a little faster, or a little whatever than I expected, but this is the route I'm taking. This is my interpretation that we worked on, that we feel good about. This is the direction I want to go. At least you can do that in a way where you have some intention behind it. And, and having intention, I think, intention and point of view is pretty much everything. That's, that's all they want to see when they see an actor is, who is this person? Who is not, not the person who's auditioning, but who is this character? And a character, I think, is defined by intention and point of view. Otherwise, they're just some amalgamous blob, just like shooting off in random directions, who kind of does a thing, but they're like, I don't really know what you are or how you feel about the situation, so I don't buy this story. So a coach helps you find the roadmap, which helps you sell the story. That was really well articulated. Where do you train? Claybank Studio <laughs> International. <laughs> now, that was a cheap plug, right? <laughs> no, good stuff. Wow, Winter, this has been great. I mean, uh, you, you got a great rip. You're, you're really good with dialogue. Uh, you're fun to talk with. Uh, Winter Andrews, cast them. <laughs> Please. <laughs> uh, so, listen, what I like to do, we're, we're, we're about ready to land the bird. Um, there any thoughts in you? Yeah, serious Pete, our little mascot there. He holds my glasses for me. Um, any last things you want to want to say, address the audience, talk about, let them know about you, what you got going on? I know you're dealing with a big music project, right? Yeah, now. I'm. I'm. I'm also a singer songwriter, and I'm. I've got my first single, basically, that I'm working on right now. It's in the recording studio, like a month and a half ago. I'm really excited about it. I'm working with this brilliant producer who's from England. He won a Grammy working with Adele. He's worked with Gaga, Ed. ASAP Rocky, Hosier, a ton of people who I just I just love and admire. And yeah, it's very exciting. One so one thing that's kind of fun that that's uh, a music lesson, but that I think actually applies to this, or a recording lesson anyway, that applies to the monologue competition, is something that so I've done a ton of research into music production the past year and like fancy gear and blah 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 blah. And one thing I keep seeing and that my producer has said, he's like, it doesn't matter how expensive your gear is, how nice the toys are, how fancy the recording studio is, who your producer is, if you're not giving a great performance. Mm -hmm. No matter what, it is better to have a great performance recorded on an iPhone or in like an iPhone memo or something or with some $99 microphone than it is to have it recorded sure. in the best recording studio or in the Warner Brothers lot if you're not prepared, if you're not giving something that is worth recording. Right, that's so, awesome. Yeah, and I think that was, again, what happened with with our yeah. video last year. We, we know it was solid, but it wasn't fancy done, but yeah. the performance was there. So focus on the performance, do that, and then, of course, get all the other stuff around it if you have the time and the money and the energy and the desire. Please do that. Awesome. That's brilliant. And how about, what would you say to people thinking about doing the one-minute monologue contest but aren't sure? Do it. It's like, I feel like it's like, like the high school, at least for me, it was like the high school dance where I was so scared to go, you know, or something. But like you'd regret it if you just, if you hadn't done it. It's one of those things where it's like, just take the chance and do it. Put yourself out there. Just that simple act of like kind of taking that little leap of faith off a, a cliff. It's not even a big cliff. It's really not. It's like more like a gentle ski slope. It's like a green, you know. Granted, there's like good people watching and cheering you on and, and seeing it, but it's not scary it's not hard you're not going to fall on your face and worse comes to worse if you record something and you don't hate it you don't have to submit it but try 
just that simple act of trying, I think, is very powerful and and starts you down a, a path and a mindset of going, okay, let's take a chance here. Okay, here's an opportunity. Let's do this. Rather than having this attitude of resistance where you're like, oh, I can't, I can't be perfect. I won't be amazing. I'm not going to do that. And you're closing yourself off to the world and opportunity, and I don't think that's a healthy thing to do. So try. Do it. If you're on the fence, get off the fence. Just hop off. It's fun. <laughs> Very cool. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, I like to end the interviews with this simple little question. Oh. Okay. And this is the question where you, as a guest on the performance zone, get to speak to our audience. Ooh. But if you had the opportunity to put out an IG post, you get to say something mm -hmm. and you get to put an image out that the entire world would see. What would be your image and what would you say in this post? Wow. The entire world to see. Does it have to be a picture of me? Can it be a picture of anything? No, it's your picture and it's your, your post. The world will see it the minute you hit send. What are you putting out there? Wow. Oh man, that's something I'd have to. That's something that I would I would not learn or do the day before. I would spend a, <laughs> a decade figuring out exactly what I want to say. Well, our audience but, isn't quite as big yeah, as the exactly. world, so what the heck? Give it a shot. Um, eat ice cream at least once a week. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, it's just it's pretty like it's just as simple as like just be a good freaking person. Like it's 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 be concerned with something that is outside of yourself like the the world and your community and and in the future of the world. So I guess there's sustainability plug, but basically it's it's just like make sure the world you're leaving behind is a better one. It's it's that simple. It sounds like some cheesy Nike quote, but I think that's at least that's the the, the inner message and maybe I would with a decade of uh, trial and error find a more articulate unique way of saying it. And the picture? And the picture would be um Holding hands with children on a beautiful beach with sunrise right there, and you're making a sandcastle, and the trash on the beach is gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> Winner Andrews, everybody. Winner, thanks for coming on the show. Of this has been fantastic. It's been great. Guys, that's been another episode of the Performance Zone. Again, I'm Coach Clay Banks. I want to thank you for tuning in. This episode was brought to you by LA's One Minute Monologue Microfilm Festival and Contest happening in January this year, number 13, 2020. Do it. Until we see you again, guys. Do it. Do the right thing.